you're ever looking for a sermon or a series of sermons to listen to that will point out areas of sin in your life and convict you of some ways you have uh, perhaps grown lax in your spiritual life, I can recommend to you a lot of the preaching I've heard by a fellow pastor named Paul Washer. There are so many of his sermons that have made an impression on me that I could spend a lot of time talking about. One in particular I wanted to mention in this episode is a sermon he preached titled, Gaining the World but Losing Your Children, in which he makes the case that when it comes to a man's responsibility in the home as as both a husband and father, the real measure of his success won't be the standard of living and prosperity he's worked to achieve for his family, but the level of time and attention he's given to his wife and children's spiritual needs. One statement from his sermon that has really stuck with me over the years and has really influenced how I've come to think about work and career as the provider of my home is the following. Washer says, quote, When our fathers, who were raised during the Depression, came back from World War II, a man was considered a man because he provided for his family. But then it turned from simply providing for your family to the American dream. The American dream has to do with houses and lands, and then it degenerated into cars and clothing, and then degenerated into hobbies and toys so that our lives are literally run by the things that we desire to have, and we have become slaves, in a sense, to those whom we owe. Most men work much more than they actually need to provide for their family. Most men and women who have a family work not to put food on the table, but rather to have the things they would like to have. Because of this, we have neglected God, we have neglected wives, and we have definitely neglected children. I suppose the question is, what does it mean to be a good provider? What expectations should we have for a faithful husband and father who, most of my listeners will probably agree, is meant to be the primary breadwinner in the home? As Paul Washer argues, the answer to that question has gradually evolved over the years. Or, the word I noticed he used is degenerated. There's not a lot of improvement to speak of in how culture today thinks about providing for your family. Eventually, I think I'll do an episode on the nature of the modern 40-hour workweek and so many of the problems I think have resulted from it. Today, sadly, I feel so many men wake up in the morning and like drones are summoned in by the factory whistle to punch their card and to clock their hours to keep the gears of corporate America moving with no other objective than to increase company profits and to increase employee wages. Gaining higher earnings seems to be the driving purpose for why everybody's working. And with an objective like that, the job is never done because there's always more earnings to be gained. Further, when higher earnings are gained, there's the increasing need to spend them. Why settle for toast when you can have Krispy Kreme donuts? Why drive a standard model car when you could have the luxury edition? Why go on the family camping trip when you can do the big family cruise? Why live in a modest home when there's the nicer one you can buy across town? So we go on earning as much as we can to spend as much as we can because we assume that's what it's all about. Well, to let you in on a little secret, that's not what it's all about. It used to be that being the breadwinner for your family didn't mean much more than that. Winning bread for your family. Putting bread on the table. That is keeping your family fed. Actually, if we wanted to expand the category, we could say the goal was to meet your family's needs. 
keeping them fed, keeping a roof over their head, keeping them clothed, keeping them healthy. I understand realistically there are sometimes more needs than just those, but at the most basic level, men, if you've accomplished those things, you've earned enough and can come home. Come home. And when you're home, provide not just for your family's physical needs, but start providing for their spiritual needs, their emotional needs, their relational needs as well. Remember, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. At the end of the day, what a family needs the man of the home to provide isn't just a little extra spending money to find new ways to pamper itself, but to provide more time investing in their souls. Rather than clocking the extra hours to earn the extra dollars to buy another new outfit and piece of jewelry, what a wife really needs from her husband is for him to clock some of those hours alone with God so that he can in turn share with her the spiritual blessings and leadership God has shared with him. That requires time. Time that's not available if it's all spent at the office. What a wife needs is for her husband to invest in her more than he invests in the 401k. The same applies to the kids. What a son or daughter needs their father to provide isn't more money to afford another video game console, but time given to building up their character and preparing them for adulthood in their own relationship with God. That's what they need from their father. Sure, there's room to think about setting aside money for Christmas gifts, birthday gifts, extracurricular activities, college tuition, perhaps. But but there, again, don't assume it has to be as much as culture says it has to be. I love the scene in, in the book Little House on the Prairie when Laura and Mary receive their Christmas presents, which are nothing more than a new tin cup, a stick of peppermint, a small sugar cake, and a shiny new penny. And and to see the joy and contentment the girls have by such a tremendous gift It's a far cry from the temper tantrums kids can have today when they aren't given the $400 item they had on their list. Folks, your kid doesn't need the $400 item they have on their list. They don't need to be spoiled. They need to be discipled. Yes, you can give your kids good gifts, but don't substitute good gifts for godly guidance that only a godly father can provide. More often than not, that guidance comes from quality time spent together. When a father is around to provide ample opportunity for a child to be around him so there can be conversation and so they can watch their father and benefit from his example, real parenting, real providing happens. What does it mean to be a good provider? On the most basic level, it means, number one, feeding your family's stomachs, and number two, feeding their souls. That definition can expand a little bit, but don't expand it too much. Why? Because the more you add to the list, the more effort you'll spend chasing after the excess while neglecting the substance. Don't make that mistake. Or as Paul Washer puts it in his sermon, quote, There is no greater joy than seeing our children grow and be brought up in the Lord. And if I have to pull back in ministry and switch jobs and start working at Lowe's, I will do it before I will neglect this precious calling God has given me. Most older men will tell you, the greatest regret they have in life is that they worked so much they didn't have time for their children. End quote. Again, I tell you, don't make that mistake. There's so much more I could say on this topic, but, but I'll simply leave it at that. 
If you want to hear uh, Paul Washer's sermon for yourself, just look up the title, Gaining the World But Losing Your Children, and you can hear him express all these thoughts far better and far more compelling than I have done in this episode. Uh, regardless, I hope you were encouraged by something I said, perhaps even challenged. Um, and I invite you to like and subscribe to our channel for more episodes to come. Until then, God bless, and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.